Where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little pop culture as we will be talking about Netflix's latest reality TV show hit, Too Hot to Handle. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today is uh, Jess Brady. How are you, Jess? I'm well, thanks. How are you, Naughty Possums? <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh. And uh, that, of course, was the laughter of a man who always gives good banter, Craig Needles. I am a fan of good banter. Hello. Yeah, good banter. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so Netflix is too hot to handle, this is kind of our, this is this is kind of the reality TV show trio we have for the, the, the podcast, just the three of us, um, the latest one that's been a hit, not quite as big as Tiger King, but still kind of getting there, is, uh, too, Netflix is too hot to handle, uh, for those of you who have not seen this show, uh, basically the premise is, uh, if you've ever seen the, uh, Master of Your Domain episode or the contest episode of Seinfeld, it's basically that, but, uh, with a bunch of, uh, 20-somethings that are, uh, just, just a bunch of 20-something morons that are kind of <laughs> too stupid and sexy. They're, they're, they're too stupid and too sexy, and they just put, what was the phrase they used? Serial swipers or something like that on, uh, so, yeah, yeah that, that, which was a, uh, that was a good description, I thought. Um, yeah, uh, and and they put them in like a, a, uh, it was in Mexico. It, it was it was paradise. Uh, it was Bachelor in Paradise Jace for sure for this <laughs> in terms of where they put them. And then except instead of applying the bell call and encouraging them to make poor choices like they do in Paradise, uh, they went the opposite where they were like, hey, let's let's see if they can. Uh, attempt to build uh some meaningful relationships basically these these are people who have never had to conjure up a personality for any reason whatsoever nor have they spent time with any people who have uh created a personality and now uh are attempting to uh, do so um what were your first impressions on this show jess because i believe you whipped through this uh before craig and i got a chance to Oh yeah, I uh, <laughs> I started this on a on a Saturday night, and I I think I got through like the first episode, and then I fell asleep, and then I got up on the Sunday and devoted my entire Sunday afternoon and evening to watching the rest of it, and it was a train wreck uh, <laughs> right from the beginning, but. I, I just couldn't look away, and I was like, well, I'm going to call this research, and I'm just going to watch this, and as a connoisseur of trashy reality TV, I'm going to take this in and just, you know, you know, add it to my repertoire of craziness. Um, I... <laughs> I just love the reaction from them when they found out the real deal of the show, um, how they all thought, oh, we're all going to be single and, and mingling and, you know, getting on with each other. Uh, and then reality set in with that little minx Lana, the the uh, <laughs> great robot AI feature cone thing. And uh, it was pretty great to see their reaction. And uh, I just, I was like, how are they going to handle this? And, I mean, most of them did pretty well because they obviously didn't find their match there. But uh, 
I'm sure we'll get into the the problem couples and those who cost the most money. But um, initially, I was just yeah. Well, two. I mean, let's just yeah. I oh, don't even get me started on him. Oh my god. (laughs) We'll get there. Oh, we will. (laughs) We will get you started. Just not right now. Um. Uh, Craig, what were your initial thoughts on this? And then I want to add uh, a question to you. Do you th- think that this particular show has legs? Uh, my initial thoughts were uh, these people are not particularly bright. When they introduced us to Chloe and her line was, I'm not the brightest Spock in the drawer. Yeah. And she like, but she just knew she like- was... Several times admitted that she was dumb, like when they brought in, because at one point they do the thing where they bring in the new sexy people who are going to shake things up in like episode six. And the first thing she says is, oh, nobody tell them I'm not smart. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you even say that out loud? (laughs) What are you talking about? Bless her. I liked Chloe. (laughs) I liked Chloe as a person. Chloe for sure. Yeah. I liked Chloe as a person uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, you could tell sort of what you were in for uh, based on that. And I, I didn't know exactly how it was going to like, how, how are they going to keep me interested in this? But the fact that they had so many people just willing to recklessly cost them money, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I thought was, was very entertaining. And uh, yeah, I think that the show does have legs going forward here. They're going to have to spice things up a little bit. I'm not exactly sure how, but I think that this is a show that Netflix can probably uh, uh, go back to if they're so inclined. I like, I, I really enjoyed this first season. I think I, I, my hesitation with this one is it, it is a reality TV show that was based on a twist, right? Like it, it was, it was based on, we, we've told these like, 12 it was like six guys and six girls i think that they started with or or somewhere around that number and they were like you know they're all super sexy and they've they they're you know they've got thousands of matches on twitter and they've already got thousands of instagram followers and a couple of them claim to be influencers already they're that sexy and then it was like we're sending them to this island to i guess all sleep with each other a bunch of times and do whatever they want again paradise of jace and then, as you said, uh, Lana came there with the twist of telling them that they weren't allowed to uh, copulate in any sort of fashion. Otherwise, it would take money out of the giant prize pool that they were all uh, allotted. Um, but the, the problem with twist reality TV sometimes, I don't know if the twist in this one is enough that it'll kill it going forward. I just I think back to like when reality TV was, was at, I don't want to say it's peak, but when every network was trying to come up with their reality TV show, like their version of Survivor or whatever. I remember the most successful uh, twist reality show of all time was a show called Joe Millionaire. You guys remember Joe Millionaire? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then Joe, but like Joe Millionaire really only had like the, only the first season really worked. And uh, again, for those of you who don't know Joe Millionaire, uh, Joe Millionaire, it was basically the bachelor, except they lied to the girls and told them that the guy was super rich and he was only like just, I just a moderately guy. rich. Yeah, he, I don't even think moderately rich. They, like the, the first time they did it, he was just like a guy, right? Like he, I think he was a yeah. grocery store owner or something like that, and like he was a guy with a job. He just wasn't a millionaire like they were <laughs> claiming. And then certain girls were were uh, gold diggers, obviously, and uh, they uh, found out at the end. Twist. It was uh, not. Uh, it was it was not 
the guy was not rich. Uh, so that was the most successful. That one, right, like, only the first season of that show was any good. They tried to recreate that magic, but, like, after that, everybody knew. So that, that'd be my only hesitation with Too Hot to Handle going forward, is that I'm not sure if it uh, if the twist factor will uh, will be something that is is that kills this show. Um, I... <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was a great it was great it, it was, it, man, I I really liked it. Um, I'm not sure <laughs> where to start. I'm really dancing around this because I'm I'm trying not to to get in trouble here. Um, I I would say who was your favorite coming out of this, Jess? My favorite, as in like favorite participant or favorite couple? Ah, uh, whatever. Just listen to your heart. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> the whole point of this show, right? Yeah. Listen to your heart, not your genitals. Um, let me see. Um, oh, it's it's tough. I really liked Rhonda and uh, Sharon. Um, I thought they were they were quite nice together, and they they managed to uh, get over initial issues cr- pretty early on. I also did really like Chloe. I mean, she was just <laughs> kind of at the end. I feel like she did take a lot of the personal improvement stuff to heart and um, the Yoni workshop was also quite something. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that. But uh, she really did. I loved how she came out of that and she totally told Corey off. I was like, done. Bye. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I had thoughts on that too. <sighs> you bring up an interesting point about her growth. Cause I'll be honest, they got it. Like you could really tell. I thought, I don't, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I, I thought you could really tell that, they were just kind of making stuff up on the fly, uh, yeah. As as they went along with the show, they like they had they had basically that like the idea was basically half baked for for this, and they, they were like, okay, we got this great idea, let's just figure out the rest of the shit as we go along. Because like the way they doled out the prize money at the end was very clearly wrong. I believe they gave money to about ten or eleven people, and really only three, perhaps four people, I thought actually should have gotten money, and uh, it was it was really strange. So that's that's something they've got to uh, figure out going forward is is uh, doling out the the money properly. But I I did like the idea of uh, also the pay structure is, is something that I have uh, I have some issues with. Well, uh, if it, I, I'm more than I'm more than willing to, to do the formula here. Yeah. If a kiss uh, is three thousand yeah. dollars, some of the things that were six thousand dollars, yeah, or sixteen thousand dollars, and you can imagine what those might be. Yeah. Uh, you're not well, getting not good. Doing... You're not getting good bang for your buck on a kiss, are you? No, no. I th- that not pardon sure. the pun, but not really. Yeah, because I mean, there was there was there was a moment. Where I, I mean, it basically became that it, it became the standard throughout the series because there's several kisses, and the standard was that a kiss costs you three thousand dollars out of the out of the hundred thousand dollar pool that they had. So there were a few people who were like, "Is this worth three thousand dollars? Screw it, let's do it." But there were some other acts, uh, yeah, that you were. Kissing cannot be worth three thousand if certain other acts are worth six thousand dollars. Go and watch the show to find out what those acts are are worth six thousand dollars. I'm sorry, it just it's got to be that particular act. It 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 has to cost more than six thousand dollars within this. It almost got Bill Clinton impeached. Exactly right. So there you go. It's got to be worth more than six thousand. Well played, Craig. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Um. Oh mercy! Uh, I say let's let's 
talk about some of these people. Um, so they start with, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So it was ten. It was five guys and five girls that they start with, and then they add four other, two more guys and two more girls throughout the show. Um, I like that they brought people in from all parts of the, that it wasn't just a, like, United States uh, yes. exclusive. Yeah. It was very smart of them to bring in uh, other people, which I thought it was honestly going to make it get um, – raunchier than it uh than it might have because i don't know if you, i mean you guys probably know this you're in the you're in the uh entertainment industry and whatnot but uh the censorship rules in uh britain far more relaxed than they are in the uh <laughs> north america yeah. yeah um their version of the jersey shore i don't know if you've ever seen that but it is jordy shore is unbelievable it's borderline softcore it, it is oh boy. borderline softcore. Really, I don't know how they get away with it. I don't know how people aren't, you know, getting sued or, or at least being like, no, we can't put that on at eight o'clock at night. You know, that <laughs> sort of thing. But uh, hey, it's different over there than it is here. So uh, that brings me to our first lady uh, from Essex, <laughs> England, uh, Chloe, who just, <laughs> my God, and, and like I just. With a ridiculous plethora of English terminology that she brought to this <laughs> thing. I just, I couldn't believe. First off, she was 19 when they shot this, I think. What? Yeah. 19 or 20, yeah. Yeah, she's 21 now, but I think she, like, just turned 21. She was 19 for sure when they shot this, which, you know, you know, story checks out. But, uh, my God. Um, now, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to just. Let's just start with, uh, I'm going to ask you, Chloe ended up winning money, and I'm going to ask you if you thought she should win money, or and then just a general thumbs up or thumbs down on Chloe. Let's start with uh, Craig. Yes, she should win money, and yes, thumbs up on Chloe. Uh, and Jess already mentioned it, the maybe a top three moment in this show mm-hmm. was Chloe going to Corey and just like, here's yeah. what's up, Corey, and Corey, just, You look like bam. Patrick Mahomes, Craig. A little bit, a little yeah, bit. Like had the same hair yep. and the same like kind of light skin and and tattoos and whatnot. Just he 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 had that that Patrick Mahomes look, which was you know throwing me off a little bit. Um, not as likable as Patrick Mahomes. No, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not as likable as the as the latest Super Bowl MVP uh, in our lives. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Chloe, she didn't start off great, <laughs> but. Uh, she was actually really good. Like, despite the fact she was actually, you know, just genuinely, she was not the uh, sharpest bulb in the crayon box, um, <laughs> or however she put it. Uh, <laughs> was really good, I thought, in like the ITMs. Yeah, like she's a good narrator. For yeah, sure. she was a good narrator, and 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 uh, we we go on a little bit of an arc with her because she definitely. Um, she initially uh, is trying to go for David, and then that doesn't really work out. And then she uh, goes for Bryce. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Bryce. Oh, uh, we'll get to Bryce. Um, yeah, but then by the end, you're right. She, she after the uh, the aforementioned Yoni uh, <laughs> thing that they had, um, they you know she kind of got the conference to stand up to them. I thought we went on a journey with her, and she actually learned some stuff therefore i thought i thought she should have been awarded cash at the end uh what is your thoughts on that jess 
I agree. I think that she really did take it to heart and uh, found, you know, a, a bit more insight, I would imagine, into how she feels in regards to relationships and how she wants to proceed in the future. Um, I think she, when she definitely, when she arrived, she was definitely a footloose and fancy free character, if you will, <laughs> and certainly there to have a good time with the other contestants and, and have some fun. Um, and I think with, with Corey, he was a little bit like a test for her, I think, mm -hmm. because he was definitely more her type, definitely had the bants, as they said. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I had much hope for them. I thought, oh, maybe Corey will be good with her. And shortly after I texted Craig and I said, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> And I was real mad about it. And I was like, Corey, come on. And uh, then later when she decided to have that one-on-one -on -one chat with him, I thought, good for you. And classic uh, individual who does not want to take responsibility for their actions and what they've done. He obviously was very defensive uh, and just kind of peaced out and said, oh, I'm over this conversation, whatever. Yeah, sure, Corey. Classic I mean, you, you, you are attractive. But yeah. your mind is not and your actions are not. So carry on with whatever your plot is. But uh, I, I think that perhaps maybe he would have behaved differently if he had been there from the start because he came in with a very clear mindset of what he wanted to do, which was what everyone else had planned to do at the beginning. But they were several weeks ahead of him in their emotional growth. So it was he was obviously dropped in to be a bit of a, a pot stirrer, if you will. Um, and uh, you know what? I, I think Chloe did a great job using that as a as an emotional test. And uh, she did a good job. And I'm so glad she got cash money, even if she did dole out a, free, a few three thousand dollar kisses. Good for her. Yeah, I think I think she lost six K. I believe that was yeah. her because she kissed uh, she kissed Bryce. But then and, immediately realized that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who else did she? She kissed Corey. somebody. It was Corey. Corey. Yeah. So that was the two of them. Um, yeah. Uh, just a classic reality TV show character. I don't know if Chloe. I don't. See, would they bring people back on this? Is this is this a show because where you bring people back, do you think, Craig? Because uh, if so, Chloe, I think, is a contender to. Uh, for whatever the all-star season is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah for sure. Uh, if they were to do some, yeah, some sort of all-star uh, season. Um, next up, first episode. Uh, David, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Bert Twistle? I don't know. Uh, from Wigan, <laughs> Manchester. From, from, I, yeah, I, again, Matt Pierce, not somebody who should be uh, pronouncing names. Anyway, David, <laughs> here's what I'll say about David. The people who are doing The Bachelor, a show just near and dear to the hearts of, of the crossover podcast should absolutely find David and poach him and makes him the next bachelor. That's all I have. Yes. They should absolutely poach him. They should snatch him up as fast as they can and make him the next bachelor. Cause like, I, I don't know. They, the, the way they framed him at the beginning of this show was he was just going to be some sort of mimbo kind of douchebag, I guess. And it just, that was not the case at all. <laughs> he, he was so polite. He was so, he, he played the game a little bit. Because uh, we'll get to Kells, who just, the second there was money on the line, immediately shut down and decided. God, I love Kells. <laughs> so we'll get to Kells. But David didn't do that. But I'm, I'm 
not sure if I, I, I don't want to say that one of the greatest moments in the history of reality television took place in the in the bro the bromance between David and and uh, Sharon, but I'm I'm dangerously close to going there. What do you, what was and what was your thoughts on that? And then I'll say thumbs up or thumbs down and should David have won money, Craig? Thumbs up winning money and uh, yeah, I thought that he like actually developed like friendships with these people. It was kind of yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so I was a fan. Yeah, the, the, the bit, though, where he... Because, like, initially he and Rhonda hit it off. And then Rhonda and, and Sharon developed that relationship. And then Rhonda and, and Sharon had their rough patch. And just... But, like, that conversation they had on the, uh, the beach furniture. Where David said, listen, man, if you put it... Like, if you make the leap and go for it, then I'll back off. But, it, it, but if you don't, then, then she's fair game because I'm, I'm, you know how I feel about her. And I was up front from you the whole time. And, and it was like, and Sharon was like a little confrontational at the beginning of that. Cause he felt betrayed. Cause they were like, he's like, you've been my friend this whole time. And then David just, just straight shooting just from the hip, Craig, uh, just telling him like, listen, here's how it's going to be. And I'm not a bad guy. If I do either of these things. And I was just like, wow. This is a moment right here. Yeah. Is, I was like, yeah. this is a moment. Thoughts on David, Jess? Oh, love it. You'll love to see it. Mm-hmm. As much as I love to see Chloe tell off Corey, I loved to see the emotional availability of David yeah. in that moment and his growth. <laughs> <laughs> there were some wish... moments on this show that, that, against all odds, there were some honest-to-goodness goddamn moments in this show. And that yeah. was one of them where I was like, wow. <laughs> like, in Too but Hot to think... Handle, really. It was, it was, it was really refreshing to see that kind of honest conversation uh, take place because quite honestly, in real life, you don't see a lot of those. And um, who knew reality TV get some actual honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thumbs up from, uh, from us uh, on David and definitely should have won money. Um, next up. And I think we'll kind of do these two together as, <laughs> as, as one couple, but we're going to get into it right now. Francesca from Vancouver, which, you know, shocker that she was going to be from Vancouver, right? The L.A. Sorry, the L.A. of Canada. Uh, And uh, Harry from Queensland, Australia. Here's what I'll say about Harry. I texted Craig this, and and you can uh, let me get a woman's perspective on on this hot take that I have on Harry, Jess. Oh, boy. I think that Harry is proof that all a man has to do is be tall. (laughs) <laughs> oh like, i because he was like six four six five or something like that and he basically had this he basically had the smile of a puppy dog several times throughout the show he fucked up and then they cut to him in the itm and he was literally doing the jim halpert face from the office where he was like oh well what are you gonna do i'm hairy <laughs> This is just what I do. People love me no matter what. (laughs) I've got an Australian accent, so I sound (laughs) non-threatening from the get-go. And it was just like, oh, God. He won money. Francesca won money. I didn't agree with it at all because those two didn't grow one iota. Yeah. But they went through the whole night in the special suite and didn't touch each other and got all that money back. Exactly. If if they had not of, like... If Lana had not have told them, hey, you'll get $30,000 back if you don't touch each other, they would have cost everybody another $16,000 or whatever the heck it was. Nobody cost more money than Francesca, who the, the I don't want to say good Canadian girl, but the Canadian girl. <laughs> 
man, was she running amok. I could not believe it. Um, oh, just uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on Francesca and Harry, and should they have won money, your opinion, Craig? Massive thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I understand, like, I'm sure the production reasoning for it was, all right, we'll, uh, we'll see if they can go the whole night without touching each other. We'll give them 30 grand. We'll add some suspense to the show. Yeah. That was, by the way, one of the other things that they probably just sort of came up with on the spot. On fly, I'm, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with them doing that just because they're like, yeah. all right, we're just going to sort of see how this concept plays out and try to make good television. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, sorry, Harry and Francesca. And I've got a lot to say about Francesca, who, like, look, Francesca, very attractive woman, I think. Objectively, I think easily most the most attractive woman that they had on this show. I don't um, like. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, you get like obviously everybody's got their type and whatnot, but I just in the in terms of the the straight up just like who's going to get the most Instagram followers just based on looks, it would most likely be Francesca. Sure. Who's a horrible person? Uh, yeah, she seemed like uh, she was spiteful. She was very angry after the first Harry kiss, yeah. and therefore she decided that she. And Haley, who might be the least likable person on this, which yeah. is saying uh, they were going to kiss and then hopefully no one was ever going to find out who did it. Uh, they really didn't think through their plan from the perspective of they had no idea whether some whether Lana was going to be able to tell people who was doing the kissing. That was another thing that they were, you, like you can tell, sorry to interrupt Craig, but you can tell in that moment, because obviously Lana is like just some actor or some actress, yeah. you know, in it with a microphone behind the set, talking to the producers. And, Wizard of Oz, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Pay no attention to the woman behind the curtain. Uh, but like, she, he was like, <laughs> I would pay money for the audio of her, just like of whoever the voice actress was talking with the producers in those moments. Right. So like when, uh, when Matt, when Matt Smith, uh, AKA Jesus was like <laughs> detective Jesus in that moment was doing the thing where it was like, Lana, like did Francesca and Haley make out? And then it didn't talk. I, I would love to hear the audio of her going of like whoever the actress was doing that voice going, what do I do? Do, do I say it? Just what do we do? And the producer's going, shut up. Let me think. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> right. See what happens. Right. And then it was like affirmative or whatever it was. Like you just could absolutely tell that they were like in that moment, like the producers were just in a, in a room somewhere with a bunch of cameras and stuff. Just going, just going, fuck, 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 fuck. What do we do? <laughs> right? like, what's the best, what's the best play here? Right. Do we, oh man, that was so good though. Anyway, proceed. Uh, yeah, so she was basically trying to wreck it, then she realizes, maybe I still like Harry after all, mm-hmm. which, like, you're both idiots, uh, <laughs> and, and they uh, get, get back together, and then Francesca decides to go on a date with yeah. somebody else. Oh, it was uh, Yeah, and like... And she's like, well, and, and all of a sudden it becomes dramatic. Like, yeah, because you're obviously dramatic, Francesca. And yeah, you didn't wind up, uh, you know, wanting to pursue things with Corey or whatever. But like, what the hell? Like, just like, uh, it was just, uh, she's she's a mess. Harry's a mess. They both didn't deserve any money, but apparently they're still together. So good for them. Yeah, good for them. I mean, it, yeah, they definitely should. I, I was actually offended that they won money when it was over. Cause I was like, what? They didn't learn anything. They didn't grow. They only didn't sleep each other. Cause they were guaranteed $30,000 back in the pot. If they did. Otherwise, again, like I said, they would have cost the group another 60,000 Francesca. I think alone cost, uh, the group upwards of $30,000. Uh, her and Harry combined racked up a, f- you know, 
fines worth sixteen thousand at one point, then yeah. another six thousand, so that's twenty two, three grand for it. Yeah, it uh, it got pretty hefty pretty quick. So I think, but yeah, I think Francesco was at uh, uh, at or close to thirty k. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was so bad. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down on Harry and Francesca there, Jeff. Mm, thumbs down. <laughs> I am not really big fans of theirs. Uh, I legit did not think that they were going to be able to to go through that evening without touching each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess a little bit of props to them. But I also did not enjoy their reaction when they saw how people were like, oh, God, our fate rests in their hands. And they got all mad about it. It's like, well, what do you expect? <laughs> You already cost us forty thousand dollars. Yeah, to win this money, you have to leave a jar of cookies with the Cookie Monster. Yeah. Most people are going to be like, "Oh, you know what? We're probably going to lose that money." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. So, which was at that point where everyone was like, "Well, at least we had a month in paradise." <laughs> maybe maybe that was the ultimate test all along and the ultimate lesson you don't need money just enjoy the experience of being there in paradise but uh yeah no i'm not big fans of theirs but sometimes the people who deserve each other end up together and maybe that's what was meant to be guys you know francesca and harry a miserable life together francesca and harry although francesca and harry they're, they were the first ones to kiss and cost everybody money, and that was they were the ones where we found out it cost uh, three thousand dollars a kiss, which led, which I thought gave Kells his best moment um, <laughs> during that first uh, uh, group meeting where Lana was like, "Hey, here's how you you lost thirty thousand dollars because these two kissed," and then Wells said something <laughs> along the lines of, "Okay, unless the kiss is waking someone up from a coma, stop it." <laughs> Snow White kisses only, or something he says. Right? And I, I just thought Kells was was killing me with how he was just so zeroed in on the money. Um, you mentioned Haley Craig from Jacksonville, Florida, um, who was the first person in the history of the Too Hot to Handle franchise to be eliminated, told to leave, as a matter of fact, in the middle of the show for. Um, actions such as purposely costing people money telling everybody to go screw themselves and saying i don't care about this process a classic reality tv show uh villain uh she's from jacksonville i got three questions for you craig uh actually well technically two because uh we don't know if she uh uh because she didn't actually get a chance to win any money so uh thumbs up or thumbs down on Haley. and uh being from jacksonville florida is she on a beach right now just completely ignoring uh social distancing rules well i'd bet everything i have on yes on the beach and thumbs down on Haley, like massive thumbs down on Haley. like just you went on a reality show like Mm -hmm. you know it's not gonna go the way you think a lot of the time and just like be ready for that yeah so she's all mad at everybody. But here's what I liked about Haley is the way that production handled her. That they, not only are they going to boot her off the show, but they're going to boot her off the show in like a, a 30 second montage. Oh, yeah. By the way, we kicked Haley off last night. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. They did. Um, I, I would say that, uh, man, I, I thought she was saying, yeah, I mean. You brought up one thing. I wanted to ask you guys about this. Where did you stand on the, um, like, let's talk about the actual production of the show. Where did you guys stand on the uh, narration that went on during this? Or the, the I liked it. Host? I was a big fan, too. Were you? I, th- I yeah. thought it was, I, I wouldn't say completely get rid of it. I just, like, 
to quote letter kenny maybe take about 15 percent off there bud uh i just thought it was a little bit too much at times with the uh, and like i love a good pun but like when they're there were a couple times that they were really stretching for some of those puns, and I was just like, I don't know, maybe just. I just thought that like that one go. The, the show needed something to show that, uh, like, hey, mm-hmm. production's in on the fact that this is is farcical and not serious. Yeah. They had yeah. to show us that, and that's what this was. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying get rid of it at all. I'm just saying dial it back. To, like like they were at eleven, and they need to be at like eight. I think is is uh, is what I would say in, in in terms of the puns and and whatnot. Um. Like I like the actual structure and whatnot, the way they did it, where they would send the guys and on and the ladies on these like little uh, uh, get-together excursions. If you're supposed to develop your inner personality and whatnot, or, or look within to figure out what what is uh, you know like who you are and why you do these things and, and whatnot. I, did, I I thought a lot of those things. The yoni thing was one of the most uh, insane things I've ever seen in my entire life. Anyway, I've di- I've uh, diverted. Uh, Haley, thumbs up or thumbs down from you, Jess? Uh, thumbs down, but I do want to put one caveat in there. Mm-hmm. I did not initially dislike her as much as I grew to dislike her. Yeah. And at the beginning, when she was defending Francesca and everyone else was against her because yeah. of the controversy over the kiss thing, they were, I gotta yeah. say, they were I did right not... in that moment, which was strange. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, Francesca and, and Haley were, were were right, and that was probably the last time that I was on their side. Mm-hmm. for almost anything um but i really had a problem with the way jesus matthew um yes. treated yeah. uh Haley in that moment because i felt like it was a, a lot of uh just like bro talk against women and like oh no she's crazy she's where she's like you know he didn't say hysterical but he really took some shots at her and i was like dude she's right and she's defending her friend from this guy that is you know, putting himself first and not taking responsibility for his actions. So I had a real problem with how they treated them initially when all of that kind of shook out. Mm-hmm. Um, but their actions down the road, obviously, those are all their own, and I was not a fan of those. But, uh, yeah, I was not a big fan of Matthews. Mm. I was not a fan of uh, Haley from the get-go. Just, like, her opening, like, profile when she was, like, She's like, I'm a sorority girl, and I could not be more of a stereotypical sorority girl, and everything in my, and, and then she like literally does her sorority girl chant and stuff, and I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> it turned out she was a horrible person who was more than willing to purposely cost people money for spite in a fight that she had nothing to do with. So, <laughs> yeah. Although those are the type of people I think when you're producing a reality show, you kind of dream of what's going on, but. Uh, that's another thing where this show kind of has to decide if it wants the drama or not. And it seemed like they didn't, right? Like, they, they kicked Haley off in the middle of the show because they were like, well, this is not what we're about. So be interesting to see how they play that going forward because that, that was another instance of them just kind of making stuff up as they as they go, right? Where they're like, we should just get rid of Haley because she's only going to well, do things yeah. that purposely cost people money uh, going forward, right? Do you know what it sort of reminded me of the way that they did this? And this is not like a bad thing it's just kind of what it reminds me of it's like if a toddler is telling you a story or like drunk history you know where they where they do that that program and like and then this happened and it's not necessarily connected to anything else and they're like so then we just got rid of her she was annoying and then did this and did that it's (laughs) 
And I'm just like, cool, all right, I'm down for this. So long as I've been introduced to it as this will be insane and not make a lot of sense, I'm okay with it. Don't pretend to make sense and then do things like this. So, yeah, no, that's what it kind of reminded me of, like the decision to chuck her out and chuck the other people out. And uh, I was like, okay, okay, it's just going to be random and wild and away we go. If something's not fun anymore, bye. Yeah, the, uh, the the way they built this show, I would say, like, because Netflix's other uh, massive reality hit that they've had, which we uh, discussed our podcast on, go back and listen, was uh, obviously Love is Blind. Um, Love is Blind felt way more in, in the Bachelor ABC mold to yeah. me, whereas this, is, this one was more... Um, I'd say VH1 slash Oxygen Network type of show where it was it reminded me more like like the vibe was more like Rock of Love and uh, yeah. uh, Bad Girls Club type of a thing than uh, than than Bachelor, which yeah. was good. I, I, like I don't a little bit of MTV After Dark, if you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, and like you know some like Next Top Model in there because I actually think Matt. I I thought I read that. Uh, Jesus, like Detective Jesus Matthew, I think was on one of the seasons of uh, Next Top Model, which, uh, you know, explains a lot. Um, next person to discuss, uh, Kells from London, England. Um, I got to say, I loved Kells, but I wanted more from him. Um, Kells is a businessman. He was. Immediately nicknamed himself the accountant. And then once he found out that money could be won, he basically was like, okay, I don't need to hook up with any of these women. I get women back home. I'm shutting it down and seeing how much money I can win, right? And then, like, he briefly flirted with Francesca, and then Francesca went back to Harry inexplicably again. Um, and then that was really it. <laughs> he cost, he kissed Francesca once, cost him $3,000. And uh, immediately regretted that decision and then just shut it down from there. And then just spent the rest of the time just kind of drinking and lifting weights and making sure other people <laughs> weren't costing him money. Craig, thumbs up or thumbs down on Kells and should he have won money? Uh, Kells probably shouldn't have won money, but thumbs up on him. Agreed. agreed on well, that said, like maybe, maybe he should have won money from the perspective of uh, he decided that hooking up was not the most important thing that sweet, sweet cash was, yeah. which is that the point of this? Like maybe he was a little bit, he got there a little bit quicker than they would have liked, but yeah, yeah maybe it was. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll give Kel some cash. I've changed my mind. Yeah. And just my yes, God, he, what a beefcake. Oh, he gets Lord. a thumbs up from me yeah. for so many reasons. I really liked him, and I just loved his reactions when anyone did. He was great in interviews. Uh, like he was so good in the ITMs as a narrator yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah, I thought it was it was really good, and he definitely did game the system where he's like, "Well, I'm just not going to hook up with anybody," and uh, I thought that was that was classic. I like his forethought and how he went through that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I liked him thumbs up and I'm glad he got cash money. Yeah. Um, Kel's thumbs up for me. Uh, he's one of the fringe guys I thought about whether or not they should win money, but he was so into everybody not costing him money that I was like, give him his money at the end of it. Right. But yeah, for me, I think only four people should have actually won cash, uh, in terms of the process of the show in, in, in terms of what the show is supposed to be about which is growth of character and learning stuff which Kells didn't necessarily do but he didn't 
break any of the rules or act like a douchebag or anything like that. So I was not upset with him winning his money like I was when Harry and Francesca, where I was like, really, you're going to pay those two? They didn't learn a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn <laughs> thing while they were there. So, and like Francesca even said, like, I don't give a crap about the money. I've got Instagram followers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, big thumbs up for, for Kels. Um, Matthew Smith has been mentioned a few times on this show. Detective Jesus from Colorado um, did not win any money because he actually left the show. He's the first one in the history of uh, the show to leave of their own accord uh, following traditions of, of other great reality show uh, shows where there is a prize at the end and people inexplicably leave even though because he would have won money if he stayed. So I don't know why he left um thumbs up or thumbs down on detective jesus matthew smith jess mm, so thumbs down it's why? a no from the dog oh, i don't like that but why? <laughs> no but why? but why because i just I, I don't know he's i just found him to be disingenuous i don't know he's talking about how Not people sending i think is a good yeah, condescending for sure. I just, I didn't like his approach and this idea that he's super mystic and uh, into the understanding the universe. Yeah, yeah sure, bud. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And, and like the judginess, uh, again, like just, and he, I understand that Haley was, was a difficult personality as time went on, but just, just the way he talked about her really turned me off him. And uh, it just, Kind of reminds me of when people, I don't, I don't want, everybody has stories about, you know, both genders do this, but saying, oh, my exes are crazy. Like, I don't like that. Like, I really, what's the common denominator? You, right? So I just get the sense that he is a little bit too full of his own mantras and he doesn't really apply good common sense things to life i don't know but here i am judging him and i didn't like that he judged other people so <laughs> I, I don't know just not my favorite thumbs down and i'm glad he left if the show was not serving his inner purpose and giving him enlightenment and fulfillment then he should leave and he did so good for him craig needles thoughts on matthew smith uh i was Luke, I, I liked him at the, a little bit at the start. I'm like, oh, okay, you're like someone who seems to know what's up. But yeah, eventually just became a little, uh, the character became a little much for me. Mm -hmm. So when he left, I wasn't sad. I was just yeah. like, okay, cool, bye, see you, see you guy. Uh, I don't understand why he would have left again. Uh, uh, even if there's $1,000 left in that pot of money at the end, of, you still get a piece of $1,000. You might as well hang out on the beach for a while. But mm -hmm. I guess he decided it wasn't what he wanted to do. And uh, okay, cool. But uh, yeah, I, I the show wasn't exactly missing him when he left, is what I will say. Yeah, nah. that's true. Yeah, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I guess he's his own man, right? Because he, like, as Jess brought up, he was spiritual guy or whatever, or at least in his in his own mind, he was he was deep and spiritual and whatnot. Although he had the conversation uh, with the one girl I, uh, I who joined halfway through, I think her name was Madison. And Madison <laughs> was like, immediately, out, like sat down to talk to him for two seconds and was immediately out on on detective jesus and just like my god in heaven um detective jesus couldn't get a clue there so no, yeah. well played jess well played can i be the next narrator for that i do puns really well we'll just pun it up puns are great puns get a bad rap um 
Next up on the list, Nicole O'Brien from Cor- uh, County Cork, Ireland. Um, she ended up winning money. Thumbs up or thumbs down for you on Nicole, Craig? And should she have won money? Thumbs up on both. I just like I, uh, something about Nicole. I just liked. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, uh, but I just uh, I saw her and uh, and, and uh, I didn't know what to expect out of her. Mm-hmm. But as the as the show went on, I liked her more and more. I thought that she just seemed like a fun person to be around. So uh, yeah, she was cool. I'll give her some money. Yeah. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down for you on Courtney, uh, Jess? Um, I will give a thumbs up. I very much liked her and I I feel like she, along with Chloe, forged a good bond together. You know, the idea of personal improvement. I feel like she really bought into that. Um, so a thumbs up to her and also I'm glad she got cash money, Mm -hmm. but here's my question. Do you guys know who she's seeing right now? Cause I do. Oh my God. No. No. <laughs> well, from something I read last, last week, she's seeing Bryce. Oh my no. god. <laughs> yes. Oh, take her money back. <laughs> god. Oh, god, Um I like I liked her. She seemed like a cool chick and uh, uh definitely a girl you'd want to go and, and party with on a Saturday night. Um I don't know if she should have won money in terms of what again, this is just the show flying by the seat of its pants, not really knowing. And they were like, Hey, Chloe's been here since the beginning and she didn't do anything terrible. So give her money. But yeah. it, like if the premise is supposed to be that we're learning and things and growing, I'm not sure if she technically did any of that. Cause she didn't hook up with anybody. Although she didn't cost anybody any money. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, so she within, showed very good self-control. Yeah. yeah. So that's within that. Yeah. So uh, there, there's definitely something to be. Yeah. She was just cool as hell. I just, she wasn't great for the show in terms of, she really just became sort of someone for Chloe to talk to during certain scenes when Chloe was there. was doing stuff. But uh, Nicole was you can't uh, have everyone involved in the drama though, right? You need, you gotta need some people no. who are out of the fray. That's true. That's true. Yep. So, but it again, it might behoove them to be like, okay, this person's not like not really doing anything right now. Perhaps we should be like, hey, do something or get the hell out. <laughs> right? yeah. like, like I don't know. That's uh, something they could think about going for it. Um. Rhonda Paul from Atlanta, Georgia, was there day one, and uh, we might as well talk about her and Sharon at the same time. Sharon was from New Jersey, New Jersey. Uh, he was a Jersey boy. Uh, she was a Georgia girl, and they had probably the most meaningful relationship in this show, and it will be tough to beat going forward because there was a lot to unpack in this relationship. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on Rhonda and Sharon Craig, and should they have won money? Thumbs up for sure. Really like them. They should have won money. Yeah. I hope that things go well for those folks. And Excellent um, arc, I thought. Glad that they ended up together. Hope that they're still together. Tried to look that up and couldn't find any. Um... I can tell you if you want. You won't be happy. Oh, no. Yeah. They broke up? Yeah, but. Dread. They're still Dread in alert. touch, whatever you want to believe that. They are, um, they're like, as, as, uh, Sharon had said, like, you know, I'm, I meant it, what I said during the show that I still want to be in her life and, you know, mm. we'll kind of see what happens and where we go from here. Uh, but they do very much seem to be on good terms. Uh, they both said that they're still in touch with each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a shame, but, uh, yeah, they, they went on an arc and everything they went through was so real, you know, like it, it wasn't like reality show fluff, like 
when he talked to her kid through the phone, like when they gave her a phone back so he could FaceTime her kid, and her kid was like, I don't want to talk to this guy who's, you know, clearly trying to bang my mom, even yeah. though he was like two years old, right? You, you could tell the kid was like very, uh, like he was very observant. He's like, I know what's happening here, and I don't care for any of it. And I was just like, well, this is real. And then the thing about him having uh, the, the meltdown um, and not being able to get close, you know, saying that I'm not able to get close to people because oh, what was his thing? Did his best friend cheated on him with his girl or something like that or yeah yeah his best friend stole his girl and i'm like wow right like that would yes that would give me trust issues going forward right like oh the two people i trusted most in life betrayed me eh hmm (laughs) like wonder if this will affect me going forward um yeah it, it was it was really really excellent i i i thought it was just and and them getting cold feet, them having doing that conversation where they snuck off in the middle of the night and they were like, "Hey, do you want to lose some money and stuff?" And they were like, "Would it be worth it?" And what? Yeah. It, it was it was great. Uh, what did you think on Ronda and Sean Craig? Uh, I liked them. I just uh, it's it's too bad, but uh, it's uh, it's what it is. I I, I hope they uh, find happiness uh, eventually with whoever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, here it is. The first Uh-oh. person to join the show, Bryce. Bryce Hirschberg from California, shocker, uh, tried to claim that he owned a bunch of yachts. He does not own a bunch of yachts. I'm sure he's dad rich or whatever. Um, he His Wikipedia cla- page claims that he is a film director, screenwriter, producer, and actor. Um Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it's just one of the biggest douchebags that has ever entered reality TV. It, it was fucking astounding. The guy showed up. His, 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 he showed up, and he was a typical L.A. guy, right? Like, not an L.A. guy, an L.A. guy. And just was there with, like, showed up with this swagger. His, his, his lives wife, on a boat. Lives on a boat. Shows up and he says stuff to guys like, well, when you're in L.A., you really got to do stuff to stand out. And that's why I play my piano. And then he immediately plays the piano in front of everybody. He's fucking terrible at playing the piano and singing. He claimed, I believe, that he, he had sex uh, every single night before like, uh, before he showed up. And then when Lana drops the news on him that he's not actually had his sex, he's like, oh, my God, this is going to be a really big adjustment for me. I have, I have sex every night complete lie <laughs> like just just one of the most ridiculous lies that has ever been told on reality television don't buy it for a second um yeah you could definitely tell he's a lakers fan uh just uh one of the all-time great douchebags uh thumbs up or thumbs down on bryce jess and should he have won money which he did and let me answer it for you no he should not <laughs> have won money <laughs> like, but anyway proceed So my initial take on Bryce changed over the course of uh, getting to know him in the context of the show. Initially, did not. (laughs) Awful hair. Truly awful hair. (laughs) Initially, I did not like him. I didn't like his approach. Um, He did come off uh, as a little bit uh, quagmire-y to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Um, however, as things did not work out with Chloe and and he, those that little connection did not. It, it just fizzled. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, I think that was the right call by Chloe. Um, I, I think that perhaps humbled him a little bit, and 
I liked him better after that. And maybe that's just because they focused less on him. <laughs> and I didn't see uh, him do anything else that was upsetting. Um, but as time went on, I was like, oh, okay. And uh, quite honestly, when they had the... Um, the painting ceremony where they wrote uh, the insults that they've been called on themselves. And he kind of got real there and uh, said that he had suffered from like being bullied when he was younger. And, you know, he, uh, sort of, sort of, I don't know. I think that we all have an obligation as adults to uh, choose how we're going to let those things affect us. And it's not always easy. We got to work through our crap, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but yeah, like you shouldn't use what's happened to you as an excuse for hurting other people or behaving poorly, mm -hmm. um, ever. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I think that he was probably a bit genuine. And often when people put on a lot of bravado, they're trying to cover up insecurity. So I feel like maybe there was something to that. And just because I didn't see him do anything else, uh, like too problematic from what I recall, um, I'm, I'm more willing to be on his side and be like, yeah, sure. Throw him a couple bucks i don't i don't have too much trouble with that uh just because he seemed to come down off of his high horse after he was there for a little while i'm looking at bryce's wikipedia page right now and apparently he directed a film in 2017 called counterfeiters which he both wrote directed and starred in himself so that may be a future commentary track down the line for the crossover <laughs> podcast is, the, is watching the bryce film a cool 73 minutes so Hmm. All right. So it's no Irishman, but all right. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, Bryce Hirschberg, Craig, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, as far as I didn't necessarily like Bryce as a guy, but as far as him winning money, if Harry and Francesca were getting paid, you have to pay Bryce. That's yeah, fair. Absolutely. That's fair. That's the that's the best argument I've heard so far as to, as to why Bryce should have got paid. But yeah, I, I don't he, he him. And uh, him and, and Francesca and Harry, I was just firmly in the category of, really, you're going to pay them money? Uh, but, yeah, anyway, uh, what else, what other Bryce hot takes did you have there, Craig? Uh, none, really. Like, you know, he came in and you, you said everything that needed to be said about his intro. Like, oh, I live on a boat and I have six every night. Like, mm, kiss your guy. Yeah, uh, like, but... <laughs> Whatever. It's just that's, that's that's you know Bryce did his thing. Not that I uh, looking, terrible fashion sense, horrible hair, like every, like just. All right. A, you, you obviously very very deeply dislike Bryce. I do not <laughs> like him whatsoever. Typical L.A. guy. But it was just like I'm just like where does this bravado come from? Like this just this false sense of of accomplishment and entitlement. Just it was just so Los Angeles to me, and it it made me sick to my stomach. And well, did you see that? He was giving away cameos uh, for like twenty bucks or something, Craig. You know cameos, right? Yes, I know that, and yeah. I, I did not see that I could get. Uh, man, I wish I paid Bryce twenty dollars to send you a message. That well, you know cool. who did? Uh, another podcast that is uh, is very uh, beloved on this uh, podcast. Uh, Steve Dangle's show did that, uh, and uh, he got uh, Bryce to send him a cameo. And you might be shocked that uh, Bryce sent a 30-second cameo to uh, Jesse Blake and Adam Wilde and Steve Dangle uh, while he was on a jet ski. <laughs> this is the second podcast in a row where the three of us have been on where we've talked yep. about jet skis. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be on a jet ski. It's so... 
my god and it was like and he said something to he said i remember it, it is little it's like a little 20 second thing and he goes hey guys listen to your little steve dangle show or whatever and uh, i guess you guys don't like me and uh yeah it's cool or whatever i was talking to my uh hockey friends and they were all like oh who's steve dangle anyway <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> ouch so he's not changed my ice I hockey you, he, friends yeah. down at the ring <laughs> yeah he, he, right. I to you. okay he mr peanut what, yeah, he doesn't know one NHL player. I can, I can guarantee you that right now. Um, not a single What person. do you want to do at halftime? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just picture What's Bryce that frozen that? item you're tossing around with your wooden sticks? Like, <laughs> I, you can totally see Bryce at the old... Remember that, that old Gretzky SNL sketch where all the yeah. like, celebrities were coming in the locker room and saying, Hey, Gretzky, what if you guys put a board in front of the net, right? Like, just, not like that. Uh, that yes, uh, I will say this. I'd be zero percent surprised to find out that some Kings player lives in a boat next door to Bryce's boat. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's like, it's, oh, it does the thing where he's like, he's like, he's like, oh shit, it's Bryce. Go, 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 go! <laughs> I don't want him to see me. Right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, Bryce, we've got practice. Isn't the season canceled? I gotta go. <laughs> yep, gotta go. <laughs> oh god, the rest of the people to join. Uh, Madison from California. Um, didn't get much out of her. She ended up getting uh, eliminated and told to leave. Although it was a bit harsh for Madison, I thought, because they basically eliminated her because she didn't do anything, right? She was only there for two episodes and they didn't eliminate, they, like, she didn't do anything. So uh, it was, to me, the only difference between what Madison did on the show and what Nicole did on the show was Nicole was there at the beginning and Madison wasn't. Yeah, and Nicole at least at least fun though. Like I didn't get that true. same vibe from Madison. Yeah, she didn't. She wasn't bad or anything though. It was just a, it was a lot of her. She just kind of showed up and was like really in shape and was like like I should. There were so many thong bikinis in this show. I can't, I can't believe it's saying we're at the hour mark and it finally took me to it took me a while to bring this up. But I was stunned, stunned at the fact that the microphone packs were covering up more than a lot of the outfits that the ladies were wearing. I'm like, what are you doing? This is like a chastity contest, and they're just running around. But they didn't know when they were packing. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? Good point. Good point. So it's, I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe wear the one shirt that you brought that covers you up. I don't know. None of the like, guys brought shirts. Yeah, That's exactly. True. That's true. Fair. Talk about uh, their microphone packs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, fair. I, oh, when I say the microphone packs covered up more than the outfits, I meant for both males and females. Don't get it okay. twisted, right? Like, okay. Do not, do not get it twisted, because uh, those board you know, shorts. Woo. Yeah, Harry had a few. I don't even know if you could qualify them as shorts, and Harry had a couple that were just straight up speedos. So it's just like, ah, eh, good for him. Um, of the people who showed up, uh, Lydia, who was another New England girl, uh. Or not New England girl, sorry, United Kingdom girl. She showed up and um, started a relationship with David that uh, went along pretty decently, even though at the end they weren't really like together together in the vein of uh, Ron and Sharon. Um, but she was a lot of fun. And of the people who joined, I think uh, got the most screen time, save for the last person that we'll talk about. Uh, Lydia, thumbs up or thumbs down for you, Craig. And should she have won money, which she did? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with Lydia. She seemed cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not against Lydia. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down from you, Jess? Thumbs up. I liked her. Yeah. And I liked the way that she got along with David as well. I feel like mm-hmm. David 
is our little cinnamon bun that we need to uh, <laughs> protect at all costs. <laughs> I enjoyed him very much. So I liked that he, you know, found a connection with her and was able to get on well with her. Personally, I think I was most attracted to Lydia. Lydia or Madison, the two who who, who joined them. That was just me, even though Madison's an L.A. girl herself, which uh, tends to just... That's uh, usually a deal-breaker off the hop for Matt Pierce. Um, the last, but certainly not least, uh, every good reality TV show, especially one where dating involves, you need a good fuckboy somewhere in there. Corey Sampson from Plymouth United Kingdom. Uh showed up fired all sort like just like a tornado just showed up destroyed a bunch of crap and then left without winning any money and showed no remorse for anything he did it was incredible uh craig neal's thumbs up or thumbs down on the patrick mahomes looking like Corey sampson that the easily the biggest thumb well uh, yeah it's a competition for yeah, your thumbs up can be purely based in the reality TV in the in the realm of reality TV because like uh, yeah, as a person, massive thumbs down, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. huge thumbs down, maybe the biggest thumbs down. It's a it's a good competition as far as who the biggest thumbs down is. But yeah, this guy sucked. <laughs> yeah, he was so bad. But uh, man, he was an attractive dude. Showed up like the 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 swagger that they they tried to portray Bryce as having in his uh you know in his like in in his opening package that he just didn't have uh Corey had in spades I would say Mm -hmm. um, to the point where (laughs) he just was completely terrible (laughs) Jess thoughts on Corey Oh, I had such high hopes. Um, <laughs> he was so good looking. <laughs> he was so good looking. I was like, oh, Craig knows. I texted him and yeah. Stacy, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> what this guy? Yeah. yeah, big fan, big fan. <laughs> but it was very short lived because as soon as he messed around poor Chloe, I uh, felt very differently about it, and I have to say that I was so pleased that he was thwarted by both Chloe and also uh, Frankie, Francesca, um, even though she did, you know, go for the dramatic flair of, of meeting him for said date uh, and then leaving him and going back to good old Harry. Um, but yeah, no, big thumbs down for Corey, and he literally learned absolutely nothing during his brief stint on the island or wherever the heck they are. Um, but yeah, I just, I loved, honestly, the moment where Chloe, I keep coming back to it, where she told him off and got him dead to rights. And uh, very much enjoyed that. So, Corey, so much promise, so good looking, and then such disappointment. So, I'm real glad he didn't get any money, nor any action. You felt the same way about Corey uh, that I do about Christina Hendricks whenever she gets interviewed on late night television, where <laughs> she starts talking, and I'm just like, God damn it! <laughs> oh. I, I've never really seen any of, uh, of of her interviews, so I can't comment myself on that, but uh, yes. I'll, I'll take your word for it. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, that's why she's not a movie star. Uh, shots fired. Um, <laughs> but I tell it like it is. Um, last but not least, thumbs up or thumbs down on Lana, correct? Oh, huge thumbs up on Lana. Huge thumbs up on Lana. <laughs> uh, did you guys... That uh, naughty... Plus. <laughs> did you happen? To, did you happen to see the too hot to handle Twitter account uh, reveal where they got the name for Lana from? No. 
Uh, uh, just uh, turn her name backwards. Just don't say it out loud. Everybody, theater of the mind. Everybody I was really it. hoping it was going to be an Archer reference. Damn it. No, that's uh, that's, that's where they got it from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> should I just sign off after that? <laughs> um, is there anything else you wanted to say about uh, Too Hot to Handle before we get out of here, Craig? I have a question for the two of you. Of yeah, the two big-time Netflix shows that we've seen mm-hmm. uh, in this reality cycle during uh, the last uh, couple of months here, which did you enjoy more, Too Hot to Handle or Love is Blind? Uh, Jess, you may, go, you may go first. Love is Blind. But honorable mention to Too Hot to Handle because it, it was an entertaining train wreck, I will say that. Um, but, yeah, definitely Love is Blind. I, uh, Love is Blind for me as well, and I think if if you were to also ask me which one's got the longer shelf life, I would go with Love is Blind again. I agree. Agreed, yeah. Uh, Love is Blind, I think just the format of it was, was way more thought out. Now, there's definite, like, there's definite, like, if you were doing a grading card, you definitely get, like, a, uh, like... Like, Too Hot to Handle definitely gets a thumbs up, but then also gets that, like, NI for needs improvement, though, or whatever. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it gets Does that not, thing. Does not play well with others. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, there's definitely a couple of a couple of things uh, that, that they need to fix. But, uh, I mean, I loved them both. Both gave uh, some of the most savage reality TV show lines. Um, I'd just like to share you my favorite uh, line from... Uh, I believe it was Sharon who at one point said, quote, I feel like OJ after having gotten away with a, uh, <laughs> Jesus. after, after having gotten away with, with one there. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as I heard that line, cause you hadn't watched the show when I watched it. As soon as I heard the, I feel like OJ, I feel like OJ line. I'm like, Pierre's going to text me about this. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> and I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not exactly who you want to be feeling like, but... Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, Jess, anything else you want to say about Too Hot to Handle? Uh, I'll just say that it was one hell of a ride, and thanks to Netflix for putting it out there for all of us during the time of the Rona. And um, I look forward to their next foray into reality show dating series, because I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, 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 both shows very enjoyable. Uh, I will say that uh, the reason I liked Love Is Blind more is because there are more moments that maybe maybe say what the hell, like you know what I mean, yeah. like just legit, like you know. But uh, yes, I I am definitely here for whatever they do next because both these two forays have been uh, have been fantastic. Yeah, I I, lo- I loved every second of it. I I, I like that there were like they they didn't lead into it fully, but I'm glad that it was there for too hot to handle. But the fact that people can do things like purposely caught like get into feuds and purposely cost money just to be a-holes and whatnot that 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 it don't change that going forward like i could see them panic saying that like okay like you know how there's certain reality shows where if you get in a fight they kick you off yeah uh, immediately and i'm like why why would you do that <laughs> every, like every single time somebody gets kicked out of a show when there's a fight i'm like why why are you doing that don't don't kick probably liability 
Yeah, you're. That's most likely the uh, mm. the actual legal reason. Because I remember that happened in uh, one of the all-time great reality show guilty pleasures of your and my, yours and mine, Craig. Uh, a shot at love with Tila Tequila. Oh God! I, I, I remember there was. I can't remember. It was one of the two seasons that that show existed. Somebody punched another dude in the head or headbutted another dude in the head and then was immediately <laughs> thrown off the yeah. show. And wow. it was like, and it was like, yeah, definitely throw that guy. Like, definitely. I don't want that guy to win, but should he stick around for a little bit longer and see if this gets even more interesting? But, uh, no, you're probably right that the liability reasons. Uh, some lawyer said, Oh, there's ever a fight at all. you got to just end it right there. So we can say that we did everything we could to stop it. So exactly. Yeah. That's most likely. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Too hot for him, too hot to handle. Giant thumbs up. Uh, hopefully they get a season two. Just uh, you know, a little more effort in the boardroom on this one, I think, and just to really smooth around the. We're off to a good start. We're off to a good start. We're certainly off to a good start. Uh, crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, we're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, so please listen to us on there and pump up those numbers. Um, that will be it for this week. Next week... Uh, I'm going to be back, and hopefully I'll have a guest with me next week. Um, he wasn't able to make it last time, and um, uh, but I'm going to attempt to contact Mac and get him on because we need to talk about the wrestling because not this Sunday, but next Sunday will be uh, one of our favorites, the Money in the Bank tournament. So if not, uh, if Mac isn't able to come on, it'll just be me again making horrible bets as I uh, – did very poorly on betting on uh, on the wrestling at WrestleMania uh, last month, Craig. Um, turns out I'm just not good at guessing predetermined sporting events. What are you gonna do? I'll stick to the ones where I don't know what's gonna happen. I seem to be good a idea. better at those. Um, and then after that, I think you and I have a plan to return for a sports rewatchable. Um, nothing official yet, but I think we're gonna, yeah, I think we're gonna do one that is very near and dear to your heart. Um, yeah so uh, yeah little tease there won't say what it is Um, Jess always a pleasure having you on this uh, on this podcast thanks for coming out and can't wait for the next reality show foray um, for us to talk about we might have to do this we might have to do this uh, this this bachelor show because it's it's pretty good I'm not going to lie have you been watching Craig? I have not watched a second of it. It's it's not bad. <laughs> like I was expecting it to be a terrain wreck, but it's not bad. I'm gonna I won't I won't pressure you into watching right. it, but I'll just say it's not bad. We'll we'll see. Um, Craig, Jess, as always, great having you on, and uh, we'll talk to you next week on the crossover podcast. Take care, everybody. Crossover.